The first Jewish mother was called Sarah. She was the wife of Avraham Avinu. What is the meaning of Sarah? And where did Sarah get her name? Because originally she was called Sarai. Sarai means my princess. And God gave her the name Sarah. She said Sarai will not give birth, but Sarah will give birth. Why is it that Sarai will not give birth, but Sarah will give birth? Literally, the Yud is changed into the letter He. What does that mean? Why all of a sudden, if there's a letter He, does Sarah have the ability to give birth? Furthermore, what happened to that letter Yud from the name Sarai? So, we find in the teachings of mysticism and the Hasidic philosophy that the letter Yud is the smallest letter in the olive base. The letter Yud is like the dot. A dot represents the concept of tzimtzum. Tzimtzum means to contract, to make small. For one to have children, you have to actually give of yourself and make it big. If you hold back, if you make yourself small, you don't have the ability to be a provider and a benefactor. For Sarah to be able to have a child, she had to produce in a big way. And therefore, God removed the letter Yud from Sarai, which represents Tzimtzum, this contraction, and gave her the letter He, which has three lines, representing all three dimensions of height and width and depth. And because of that, she was able to give birth to a child. What happened to the, to the letter Yud? So we are told that the letter Yud of Sarai came before God and began to cry. And said, God, you took me away from this holy woman and now I'm in limbo doing nothing. Till now, I was part of her holy name. And now, I'm floating around in the air doing nothing. So God told the letter Yud, don't cry. Up until now, you were the last letter of the holy name. I will now make you the first letter of a holy name. And that is, I will give you to the name Hoshea. And he will now be called Yehoshua. As we know that Moses called Yehoshua with the letter Yud, when he went to scout out the land of Israel to give him additional strength. And he said, Yud K, the letters, the first two letters of God's name, which is the Yud and the He, should give you salvation. It's interesting to note that in the end of the Torah, Yahushua is once again called by Hosea. And the question is, why does the Torah call him, after calling him Yahushua, why does the Torah in the end once again call him Hosea? I heard once that the Rebbe in the early years when he was in Paris once gave over a class. And there he said that Sarah at the age of 89 was called Sarah and therefore the Yud was taken away. Sarah lived until 127 years. And therefore, for 38 years, the Yud was not attached to the word Sarah. 
So for 38 years, the letter Yud now went to the name Yahushua. But after 38 years was up, the letter Yud once again returned. And that is why we find that the name Hoshea is mentioned at the end of the Torah, even though earlier he is called Yahushua. Another concept is that the letter Yud has the gematria of ten. The letter He is five. God changed Sarai to Sarra. So from ten it goes down to five. And now the additional He, the additional five, is given over to Avraham. Because he was first called Avram. And then he was called Avraham. Where did he get his He from? It was divided between him and Sarah. By the fact that God took the Yud of Sarah and split the Yud into a He and a He. It's interesting to note there are those commentaries that say that the letter He is the secret of children. And it says in the Torah, He Lachem Zerah. That the letter He represents children. And therefore we find that our mothers had the letter He. Rivka has a letter He. Leah has a letter He. What about Rachel? Rachel has no letter He. However, Rachel had a midwife or she had a, a maidservant by the name of Bilhah. And Bilhah had two He's. One He for Bilhah and the other He for Rachel. And therefore there are many women who are concerned that they have the letter He in their name. So this is the concept of Sarai, how it converts into Sarah. Up until now she was my princess, now she becomes the princess of the entire world. So therefore when you contrast Avram to Sarah, Avram represents Chachma, and Sarah represents Bina. Avram is the concept of intellect, or rather a lightning bolt, a concept, an idea. I want to build a house, I want to start a company, etc., etc. It's like the seminal drop. However, in the seminal drop you have the entire child, but yet it's only a drop. And then Sara takes this seminal drop and she elaborates on this seminal drop for nine months. Sara therefore represents the concept of Bina, Bina's understanding. And therefore Avram and Sara are married to each other. They complement one the other. Furthermore, we are told in Kabbalah that Avram represents the soul and Sara represents the body. The body and the soul are one entity. Sara was famous for fixing and doing a tikkun olam for the mistake of Chava. Even though Chava, her guf, her body was great, and the holiest body in the world, because the body of Chava was created by God Himself. However, we know that Chava sinned in the Garden of Eden, in Paradise, and because of that, she brought death and darkness to the world. And Sarah, being that she was me'ain Chava, she was similar to Chava, had the ability to fix the mistake of Chava. And that's why we find that Sarah 
is famous for three mitzvot. Number one, the lighting of the Shabbos candles. It says that she lit candles Friday afternoon and the candles burned the entire week. Number two, when she made challah for Shabbos, there was enough dough, enough challah for all the guests that came. And thirdly, there was a cloud of glory over her tent, implying that she went to mikveh when she was a nida, when she menstruated, and that she had purity in her home. And these three mitzvahs she gave over to her children, that every Jewish girl lights Shabbos candles, every little girl already from the age of three, or even younger, when she's able to recite the bracha, to light Friday night Shabbos candles, and before every major Yom Tif and holiday. And number two, the mitzvah of kosher, and in particular, to make the challah. And three, when they get married, to bring purity into the home through immersion in the mikvah. And these are the three mitzvahs that we find by Sarah. So much so that after Sarah died, Avram Avinu began to light the Shabbos candles. And that is the halacha today, the law today, that if there's no woman in the house, then the man should light the candles. However, we do not find that there was a miracle in the lighting of Avram Avinu's candles. He did light the candle physically, but we don't find that his candles burned the entire week. Only the women are endowed with this power that when they light the candles, the candles spiritually light throughout the entire week. They bring blessing and they bring peace and tranquility into the home. What is the Pasuk of Sarah? So the Pasuk of Sarah is found in chapter 1, verse 1 in the book of Song of Songs. It says, Shir Hashidim Asher Lishloimoy. The Song of Songs that was to King Solomon. From here we see two things. Number one is song, joy. Sarah, by nature, was a very joyous person. She laughed, says the Torah. And when Yitzchak was born, she brought much laughter into the world. And number two is, she was like Shlomo, she had tremendous wisdom. So much so that God tells Avra, whatever your wife Sarah tells you, shall you listen. And as the Rebbe said more than once, that from here we derive that every man should listen to his wife and should take her words seriously. We know that the Talmud tells us that Sarah had more nevuah, she had more prophecy than Avram Avinu, and therefore he had to listen to her. But here too we see that she was wise, she was like Shlomo, and therefore he had to listen to her advice. And this is the concept of Sarah, being the first mother of Israel, being that she is the mother. All of us are her children, and therefore we too have the power to bring light into the world and tranquility into the world. And furthermore, we have the ability to be those that set the tone into the home. And the power of the Jewish woman, who is called the Akedah Sabayis, and therefore they inspire their husbands and they inspire their children to truly go in the ways of God.